everyone. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. We're so excited that you're with us. Each and every week, we're going to open up God's Word. We're going to have some discussion around what it means to live an intentional life. So let's listen in as we try to get real together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. My name is Brandon Ginden. I am the senior pastor at Real Life Ministries Texas, and I'm grateful that you are joining us today. We are uh, continuing in our uh, series on contending for the faith. And last week, uh, we started a, a two-part within this series, and, and I was with my friend, uh, Jim Putman, and Jim is joining us all the way from Post Falls, Idaho. Uh, Jim, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. And I am uh, just grateful, Jim, to have you. I know Lori is uh, on vacation, and um, it's just been a great opportunity to be able to have my good friend, and uh, my, who was my pastor and uh, my co-laborer as we were in ministry together there at Real Life in Post Falls. And um, Jim, I'm just um, I'm grateful that you would take the time to be on the podcast today as we're uh, talking about this, this important topic. Um, so I'm grateful that you're here with, with me today. Oh, it's my privilege. I always like to spend time with you any way I can get it. Yeah. Well, la uh, on on our part one of the series, you you said seeing my face because because Jim and I can see each other uh, here on this podcast, although you're listening to it out there uh, in in the world. Um, Jim said my face was an uh, was a great antidepressant. Uh, I don't I don't really know what that means, uh, but uh, but Jim's uh, uh, you know Jim's uh, referred to me as different things before in the past. Um, including uh, things like a pretty good elk hunter or, you know, his friend, but never an antidepressant. So I'm still don't know what to do with that, Jim. <laughs> well, you know, as I get older, my eyesight's a little bit worse, but I know it's you and uh, our friendship has been an encouragement to me for 25 years. So just love seeing you, miss seeing you every single day. But it seems like now, even across the country, I see you sometimes more than I did when you were in the office next to me. You know, you know, that's so true. Um, I was telling, uh, uh, one of the guys here on staff, I said, he was asking about, Hey, how's Jim doing? And you know, how much do you guys uh, get to talk? I said, honestly, I said, I think Jim and I talk more now, uh, here than sometimes I, we did it at real life. I and mean, we were just so busy, uh, you know, working in the life of ministry there that, uh, sometimes, you know, we, we didn't talk as much. And now, gosh, we, uh, we talk sometimes every day on the phone. And so, um, I'm just, uh, I'm grateful, Jim, to have you here. And I know this topic of contending uh, for the faith is, um, is an important topic to you. I've, I've heard you preach on it and, and, uh, the, our last, uh, conversation, uh, there on the last podcast was, was, um, powerful. And, uh, I just, again, I want to encourage everybody, if you missed that, that you would, um, go back and, um, and listen to that podcast and, and again, share it with your friends. And so we're going to jump right in. Uh, this principle of contending uh, again for the faith. We find it in Jude verses three and, and four. And, and I would encourage uh, you, you, all the listeners to go read the, that passage. And today we're going to focus on um, what it looks like to just in everyday life to contend um, for the faith. And how do we do that in a healthy way with those around us, with those that, you know, um, uh, do not know Jesus that, um, that maybe are, um, antagonistic towards, um, the gospel and towards Jesus. And, and how do we, you know, walk that out to live that out in everyday life in a world that seems to, 
in, in some ways grow darker, um, maybe even more antagonistic. And, and I know Jim, you know, that this, this principle, uh, you know, 50 years ago, it felt like, you know, the difference between a Christian and non-Christian when it came to just morals or basic family or those things, there wasn't a, there's a huge divide. Um, and then over time it's grown to kind of, uh, there's two sides of a fence. You believe what you believe, I'll believe what I believe and, and we're apart. And now we're in a, in a place to where, uh, man, there's almost like they want to eliminate, uh, the other side of the fence, like to completely remove the voice at all. And so, you know, I know Jim, that you're passionate about helping Christians, helping believers to stand firm in their faith. And so maybe just open us up your thoughts on some of that and, and, you know, some words of encouragement to the listeners on it. Yeah. I think what you have to be very clear on, um, when you're making these decisions, you know, like the, uh, we have a, we live right on the Idaho Washington border and we have a lot of teachers, public school teachers that are coming over to the Idaho side for church and to be a public school teacher in some of these states, some of these districts, it's super difficult when you're a Christ follower and they're saying you have to affirm uh, transgenderism or you have to, uh, uh, re, you know, you can't tell the parents about what's going on uh, in their kid's life, even though they're hiding it. You know, there's it, what does it look like to go, OK, as a Christ follower. I need to, to be really clear where I stand. Secondly, I need to be really clear on which fights are worth fighting. And then I've got to be really clear on how to fight the fight that I'm fighting. So, yes. Um, and, and so right now, I always, uh, I'll use this kind of analogy. We're having to learn new muscles as Christians. We've always been in that culture where there was a kind of a, a shared understanding about a lot of things. And we haven't had to deal with persecution. We were the majority. But as we become the minority, having to stand up where, when, and how is like a new muscle we're having to learn to balance uh, mm. like balance in in an un, yeah. unstable world and it takes a little while it's like getting on a ship you know and you're you're on this ship and the waves are you got you know the person who is on the ship for the first time and you know the sailor that's been on the ship for years and years and years it's, they're dealing with the same thing but one's stable and one isn't one's slamming up against the wall while the other one's you know and that's kind of what's happening right now and so they're asking questions or making mistakes, thinking they're doing the right thing and then thinking about it, going, did I do the right thing? What, where, what is affirming? These young pastors mm. come to me and, and they're like, is it wrong to not affirm? Is that, I mean, are we supposed to be loving? But then I, we have to go, well, let's go back. And First Corinthians says, real love does not rejoice with unrighteousness. You know, real love is not affirming what somebody wants to hear when it, we know it hurts them. So. What's the right attitude? What's the right thing? This is a, a thing that we're going to have to work through for our Christians right now. What <clears throat> I think that piece right there, you know, to say that we're going to have to work through, you know, we, we can't just approach this and go, it's going to be solved in, in one conversation, boom, and it's done and, you know, move on. We're not going to solve these things by preaching one sermon. And I think to the person that's, you know, that's out there and maybe in a difficult workplace, because 
I mean, we do, we have amazing teachers and, and, and even, you know, and, and counselors and, and people that are in the school systems. I know here in our church, we have some um, amazing godly teachers that are out there standing on the front line of this or, you know, business owners or, you know, people across the board that are standing for their, for their faith. And knowing though, I think a principle we have to get our minds around is we're in this for the long haul. Like this, like when we're walking with people through this, it's going to take time. Um, you know, we, we, you said this in the last, um, uh, on our last, uh, podcast is, um, that we have to start by abiding first in ourselves and we, we have to contend for the faith it, we abide in Christ, but contend within ourselves, this, this fight agonizing over it before we ever go to anybody else. And so I think that part of, yes, that's true. And then to agonize alongside somebody is going to take time and, and, uh, you know, it's going to be, we need to meet it with prayer. We need to, in some cases difficult, we may need to be fasting for through this. And, uh, as we contend for our faith in, in the workplace. So I love what you're saying there. You're, you're connecting this to, this is going to be a journey. It's going to be a battle. Um, one of the things I know that you talk about in it, Jim, is, is that we are in a spiritual war to, to remind people that this contending for the faith is a spiritual battle. And so maybe speak to, to some of that, the reminder of that for, for people that are out there um, walking. Well, you know, that's such a good point, Brandon. You talk about that a lot, too, um, is that the real enemy isn't that person. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces, right? Paul talks about these people have been captured by the enemy. And so yeah. it's real simple, easy to get really angry and bitter at the person and not see them as somebody God wants to save. You want to destroy them because they're trying to force this agenda or force that agenda. And I admit, I it's hard for me to separate those two things and and then go okay god wants to rescue them but okay they're, they're not willing to hear this so what's the role you know like that, one of the things that happened around here i don't know if it happened in texas i'm pretty sure it did it was the whole christian vaccine thing and mm. you've got people going if you're going to keep your job and you got to feed your family you got to get a vaccine the okay, Bible doesn't say mm. anything about a vaccine. You know, did I believe the vaccine was built on untruth? Maybe even dangerous, yes. But at the same time, it's not a simple question because I have to feed my family. And you had some Christians who didn't weren't in that situation judging those who were. You know, I can't mm -hmm. believe you got the vaccine. Well, I had to feed my family. You know, and the same God that uh, can can keep me alive through the pandemic can also keep me alive through the vaccine you know and but they christians fighting and arguing what what was the wise thing to do with that and everybody's conscience is a little bit different and i get that you can have a different conscience about some things that aren't so clear as they are to me for me and that goes back to you know when paul says you know some eat meat some don't you know who are you to judge another man's servant so this is one of those times even within the church we have to go there's certain things uh homosexuality is not a disputable matter but we're told not to mm -hmm. fight over disputable matters there are some things that are wisdom is to know what to fight over and then how to fight that fight in a godly way from humility and in helping these teachers go okay they're asking me to call that boy a girl and use a different name than his parents use 
And that is a difficult place. You have a career, you have a family. Um, what do I do? Um, yeah. I'm not going to rejoice with unrighteousness. I'm not going to lie to the parent. We have to work through certain things to figure out what's the right thing to do in these very difficult situations. And, you know, it was just something, you know, Larry Osborne, you and I both have uh, had some relationship with him. And he wrote that Thriving in Babylon book where, you know, Daniel, they changed his name to Belteshazzar. They made him, they, they castrated him. They made him uh, learn the Babylonian, you know, false religion. And he was willing to do all that. But and, 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 and then when he said, you know, I don't want to eat meat, the way he did it was kind and courteous. And he gave some options. What he would have done had the guy said, no, you have to eat this unkosher stuff. We don't know. But the guy listened because he was respectful. He was honorable. There's this nuance that we have to learn in this American culture because we have not had to put up with this like they have in Pakistan or China. And, and there needs to be some grace as we work through this, because you're not a coward because I don't agree. I'm not a coward because I don't agree about the vaccine with you. And I was willing to get a vaccine to go to another country. And I couldn't have been a missionary there unless I got it. I'm not a coward because I got it. I'm just going, OK, if I'm going to do ministry, I'll get a vaccine so I can go ministry, do ministry there. And, you know, but Christians want to fight with each other a lot. And what's it look like to give each other some grace and work through some things that are not so clear as we want them out to be. Yeah. I, I think, I think acknowledging, you know, for all of us, again, regardless of the role that you have in society or culture, if you're a Bible believing Christian standing in your faith and contending for your faith means right now in the world, it, it's very confusing. There's a, it's, 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 I mean, it is, I look at it. I said this the other day, in a conversation with some guys, I said, look, I mean, short of like a revival, and I, I believe, you know, we're, we're walking in the end, the, at the end of this. I mean, the rate at which it seems to be descending into chaos is like, I mean, what, how it's changed being a pastor in the last three years is incredible. Um, the conversations we have now are so different. And so just across the board, it is this chaotic, confusing place, but we know that, you know, God's word is a lamp. Um, we, we can rely on the Lord to lead us. We can rely on the whole, you know, the Holy Spirit is not going to steer us wrong. And I love what you said. I mean, a part of this is, you know, is grace um, and, and giving ourselves grace. Um, but another part of it I think is important, Jim, is that, you know, if we're healthy in the church, then we're not fighting this alone. You know, any of our people that are out there, you know, that, that the church is, we are to be a, a community together in this, standing firm in this together, and and to not have to do this alone. Um, and so I think I think that's an important part of this um, is being able to have people that you can turn to and go, gosh, how you know, seek wise counsel, get wisdom on how you, to navigate um, some of the tougher things, you know, that you're that maybe that they're dealing with. I guess what I'm saying is, is part of contending means that we we include others that that it would give wise or godly counsel into the equation to help us um, right. to be able That's to do that. What's your thoughts? Yeah. At the beginning, wise counsel, you know, helping people. Okay. I feel trapped. I can't see the forest for the trees. Having people that are, that love you, that aren't in that same forest because they're not personally involved, be able to give you some wise counsel 
that that and you know wise counsel based on it comes from scripture they don't ignore scripture and they you can actually work through difficult things and prayerfully look at things with other believers i mean you know that's one thing i, I was always thankful for you and still am that when i don't quite know what to do or how to handle things you're as close as a phone call away you know and i've got others as well that were able to go Here's what I'm feeling. What's true here? What's not true here? What am I missing in scripture? And the the cool thing about relationship in the family of God is not only do we, it's discipleship about learning in relationship um, to get wise counsel and what the truth of scripture looks like lived out, but it's in relationship that we get the support to live out difficult things. So if they did ask a teacher to, you have to affirm and you have to do things that are we believe are sinful. Okay, well, to live that out means it's going to get hard. I may lose my job, but I have a family of people that can help me come to the right truth, but I have a family of people that can help me live out that truth, because sometimes the truth we have to live out is very difficult, and, and God gave us other yeah. people to help us live it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. It's great. I, I want to uh, uh, read this verse, Jim, from Colossians 4 um, that I think speaks to, you know, what, what Paul was running into as he went to these different cities that, you know, had, you know, huge Roman and Greek pagan influence in them and, and what he's asking them. And and he just gives some, some really, really powerful, um, you know, the, the Holy Spirit through him gives just really great counsel. And so I want to read it, and then maybe you can just, um, as we close this this podcast up, that you kind of give some thoughts to this. It, it's Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 through 6, and it says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should, I love this here in, in verse in verse five. It says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Love that. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. What what are your thoughts on that verse in light of this this topic of contending for our faith? Well, it comes it, it comes back to uh, abiding in your abiding life in prayer uh you're settled in your spirit right um yeah and it leads to wisdom um mm -hmm. be wise in the way you live and when you when you live wisely you know my my identity is in christ um i want god's eternal perspective they're not my, you know, the, the, the enemy is the one pulling the strings. Um, as you start to reflect on and, and be prayerful and watchful for opportunities, um, then you start to have this um, way of living that makes opportunities. Notice it says live wisely, and then it assumes there are going to be opportunities, and then make the most right. of them, right? Yep. Wise living precedes opportunity. And um, it, when you go to the book of James, right, um, 
you go to chapter 3, talks about verse 13, who is wise and understanding among you, let him show it by his good life, by deeds right. done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Then it talks about what is wisdom. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. So when people talk about being wise, but yet they're proud or abusive or angry, because he, he notice he says here, uh, you know, bitter envy, selfish ambition, pride, all these things. That's not wisdom that comes from God. That's demonic wisdom, mm. uh, James says. So when you go back to that, um, that passage you used in Colossians, wisdom uh, looks like the fruit of the Spirit, love and joy and peace and patience. Wisdom, when you look at God and see things from his perspective, it it's the right fight in the right way, which looks like I actually care about you rather than hate you. And, mm. and, and you're living, you're doing good deeds for people. You're, you know, when they see you actually meeting their need and caring for other people and them, it opens the door sometimes, not all the time, to you being able to speak into something versus I'm just going to walk into the room being super wise and tell you all what to do and tell you what's true. But I really don't care about you personally. I haven't become a servant. I haven't done those things. It's just a different way of living. Hmm. That's, that's so good. Yeah. I, I think for, you know, for all of us, it, when we're thinking through this principle of, of contending and, you know, I love what you said, the wisdom precedes the opportunity. You know, we gain wisdom you know, God grants it, he give, and he gives it through his word, he gives it through people. And I know that for us to contend for the faith today in this world, that that we've got to rely, as you said, abiding in him, turning back to him, and all of those principles are what put us in a place of us holding on to the faith and contending with, with the world around us. And so, you know, and I think as I kind of wrap this up, and one of the things we talked about both um, in these last two parts is, it really does. It starts to make sure starts with us making sure that we are in this really good place of, you know, humble and knowing what God has done through done for us. And then through that, we're able to minister to others and, and to be able to stand firm and, and, and trusting God to lead us in those difficult conversations. And so, you know, my hope for everybody, um, in, in doing this, um, this specific, uh, series is that to encourage you to stand firm in your faith to, to contend for it. Um, but to do it in a way, as the scripture says, it's full of grace. It's seasoned with salt that, that loves people well. And so Jim, I just, I want to say thank you for taking the time to be here and encouraging everybody and, and giving us a good word. And, and so, um, you know, thank you for taking the time to do this. And anytime I can get with you, I'll do it and whatever. So you bet. Well, I, I appreciate, I appreciate it greatly. Well, God bless all of you as you contend for the faith and, and walk out um, walk out your faith with those around you. God bless you. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Get Real Podcast today. My hope each and every week is that you're able to take the content, apply it to your life, that it becomes more of who you are and less of what you do, and that we live an intentional life together. If you're interested in supporting the work of ministry here at Real Life Texas, we'd like to invite you to do that by going to reallifetexas.org slash give and supporting us today.